Life and living it are two different things God has given to man. You may have life but not living it. You may be living but you may have lost your life. Wait a minute. It is time to be inspired with Ajman Ochudako. Hello there and I trust you're doing great today. I'm so happy that you always find time to listen to me um, every week. I mean, on Life and Living It with Ajimonachi Dako. It's all about getting you inspired for life. And, you know, I also pray, I, I also remind you of my prayers because we're in a very, very, very critical time where you can predict how you, you can be safe, you know. Uh, beyond all the nose masks, the, the hand sanitizers, the social distancing. I mean, there's some need to commit our hands our, ourselves to God because you have no idea where you can pick up a virus. So I'm, I'm praying that you don't get into that condition where you can end up picking up a virus. May God keep you safe wherever you are and keep you alive and strong. Today, I have a very important topic to share with you, and this is the third episode of Life and Living It with Ajimono Chudako. And it's all about trust, you know. I titled it Knowing Whom to Trust. It can be in many phases understanding how to trust God, knowing how well to trust God, or even if you're still looking for someone to trust, then I think I want to make a very big recommendation to you. This is a very big recommendation. Election show that you keep your trust in God and nobody else. And I'm going to start with a very important verse in the Bible, which can be found in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says that, Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Let me go over again. No, trust the Lord with all your hearts. And lean not on your own analysis, your own forecast, your own extrapolation, your own understanding as we mostly do, master planners. In all your ways, do well to acknowledge God and he will make your path straight. Let me begin by saying that have you ever, asking you a question here, that have you ever considered uh, the problem that Adam must have been faced with that very Friday at the Garden of Eden. You know, when God created everything, created everything in the beginning, he rested on the Sabbath day. So the day before the Sabbath day that he rested or seventh day, what happened to Adam? What was the experience in, in, the, in, the, Eden, in the Garden of Eden? Now, the Bible says that the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being in Genesis 2 verse 7. So now if you were Adam, imagine if you were Adam who was lying there on the ground having just your first conscious thoughts, what do you think it would have been at that moment? You know, sometimes I imagine if Adam was looking up to God's face, I mean looking into his face and saying, who are you? And God says, I'm God. I just created you. And I mean, I'm not sure what that means, but what do you mean? Like Adam would say, what do you mean you created me? Wow, I made you from the ground, says God. 
and I breathe into you my breath so that you will be alive. Really? How can I know that is how it happened? Like, how can I believe? If you were Adam, how would you believe that it's true? You were molded by somebody that you just saw after opening your eyes. You can't. Honestly, you can't. But you simply have to do one thing. To trust. I can't believe it though, but I have to trust that it happened. That's what we're talking about today. You know, what is all this around me, you know? Adam would have gone around exaggerating. Like, what is this around me? Where am I? To this earth. And God says, I, I just created two. I mean, look at those trees and those small bright colored things that are flowers. They are shining, rippling thing over the rivers. It has, it's called water. I created lots of animals too. I want you to name them and I show them to you. All right. Adam says, you say um, you made all these things, all these trees and river and those. Well, I've forgotten. And what do you call this again? You know, Adam would have been just making these um, funny, asking these funny questions because I've been, he's just trying to understand what is happening around him. And just come to the chase. You wouldn't understand, but you just have to trust God. Now, do you begin to see what Adam's problem was actually, as I said to you in the beginning? Now, aside everything being new and unfamiliar, Adam's problem was everything being new and unfamiliar to him as well. And Adam's problem that he faced those times in the, in the Garden of Eden in the beginning is the same problem that you, you and I are facing today. Would you believe that? Today we see things around us and the same problem that you face, we ask ourselves, like, God, are you sure you make this? Now, God gives us certain answers to our questions, but often these answers raise even more questions. Oh, ultimately, we have to trust God. I mean, you have to trust God. We have to take what God tells us at face value and believe it. We have to take what God tells us at face value. Now, Adam had to accept God's word that he had created everything in this world, that he had created Adam himself, that he had to trust God because he wasn't there to see it happen any more than we were. After Adam had named all the animals, the Bible implies that um, he noticed they came in pairs, male and female. Now, Adam too noticed that he, he didn't have a female counterpart. You know, that's a very interesting part. So Adam, um, for, for some reasons, needed someone with him in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says in Genesis 2 verse 20 that for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So God said, Adam, don't worry, don't worry. God told him, I'll make a wife for you. Now, God, I'll be able to watch you make something at last. According to Adam, you know, you know, Adam saw that that was an opportunity to make Eve, you know. So I said, okay, I need a partner. He said, okay, you make your partner. Adam thought that that was the opportunity he had to see God make someone like he made himself. But see how it turned out. So, I mean, Adam sounds like, good, I'll be able to watch you make something at least. See you do it so I can believe. But I won't have to take just your word for it, you know. You created, you created me 
and the trees and all animals. But I want to see you create someone who will help me so I can believe that you are a creator indeed. But listen what happened. God said, Adam, no, 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 no. I'm going to put you to sleep while I create your wife. You know, from the beginning then, God has asked humans, beings to trust him. Not blindly, you know, not without any basis on which our trust can rest, but to trust him nonetheless. The word is nonetheless, you know. The, you know today's episode suggests that God is the only reliable object of trust that we can ever consider. Not that we cannot really trust ourselves. You no, know, you can't trust yourself. You can't trust your money. You can't trust your friends or anything else except God. Let me just give you a quote from a very, very prolific writer by the name Ellen G. White in the book that she titled Touch from the Mount of Blessings, page 101. Uh, that says that um, when we really believe that God loves us and means to do us good, we shall cease to worry about the future. We shall trust God as a child trusts a loving parent. So do you agree? At this point, you and I can split consensus. That Do you agree? It sounds wonderfully spiritual to say that we will cease to worry about the future. Yeah, I mean, as, as a child of God, I mean, can you really cease to worry about the future? But how do we actually put this into practice in our daily living, in your daily life? How far do you carry it? Are you or are we really to worry about tomorrow no more than as a child who depends on the parents for everything they need. I mean, for example, um, should we give the more um, we pay our rent each each and every month, or let's say we pay some make some payments monthly on people, and we expect the Lord to keep a roof over our heads? Why not? After all, are we supposed to trust God for our security rather than the money? So, you are the one who makes the payment every year, but we give God the thanks and acknowledge Him that He keeps us safe and has given us a roof over our heads. Do you think that He's really responsible for that? Do you trust God for making that provision for you? Well, you and I need to remember one thing, and as we consider this matter of trust, that God does not often choose to do more for us than we have to faith to expect him to do perhaps we see few instances um, of his leading in our lives because we trust far too much to self and far too little to him so trust in god or your trust in god can produce amazing results so much amazing results and let me share with you one great um, story of a man who is a real example of trusting God. And he's in the person of George Muller. George Muller. Now, George Muller is a demonstration of how God can bless those who trust his promises. You know, after a prolific youth, Muller lived for more than 60 years as a living testimony to God's care. He founded an orphanage in Bristol, in England, that grew from a few children in rented quarters to five enormous houses on Ashley Down housing and educating and I think educating 9,500 uh, orphans. The guiding philosophy in all of Muller's work was that he never asked anyone for anything. You know, he chose instead to go to God for anything he needed. 
Now, toward the end of his life, he wrote seven million five hundred thousand dollars have been sent to me in answer to my prayer. Now, these were ten of the century dollars. Now, we have we we have needed as much as uh, two hundred thousand dollars, according to Muller, in one year, and all has come when needed. No man can ever say that I, George Muller, asked him for a penny. We have no committees, no collectors, no voting, and no endowment. All has come in answer to believing in prayer. Often God, God's answers to Muller's prayers, I mean, you know, or you, you can understand that, were so distinctly miraculous that none could doubt that God was directly responding to his needs. Some people might consider such an operating method presumptuous, but for George Muller, it was the trust in God, a trust that God honored time and again. Why should we trust God, you and I? You know, or, or you may want to uh, prove that. On what basis do we trust anyone or anything? What is trust in the first place? You know, this episode is defining trust as placing confidence in someone, depending on them, committing oneself to their care, and relying wholesomely, totally, in their or on their integrity. And notice that there's this big definition, a uh, big difference in the quality of the definition. That if there's a difference between faith and trust, no, you can have faith in somebody, you can trust somebody differently. Trust implies more of a personal relationship than does faith. You know, you can have faith that uh, the bank will process your deposit properly and allow you to write your checks upon it, but you can trust your friend or your wife or your brother to deposit the money in the bank. So can we trust someone we don't know? Relying on the definition that I just shared with you earlier, your knowledge, the facts, experience, all these are necessary if we are to trust someone. We are accustomed to thinking of trust as the opposite of reason. Now, on the other hand, we have facts and evidence reason and logic and on the other hand we see faith trust and belief now how do you interpret this the bible in matthew 18 verse 3 says that unless you change and become like children or little children you will never understand or enter the kingdom of heaven now we contrast uh, the suspicious calculating attitude of adults you know the adults are so uh, that's uh, skeptical people but when it comes to kids kids have this sort of ignorance and openness to, to, to receive anything you tell them and that is the humility that children have in them unlike adults do so do we really want to hold up a child's trust as the Christian ideal well a child trusts a stranger and gets in his car because of ignorance and lack of experience because the child doesn't understand about evil and perversion. Is that the kind of trust we want to have? To trust because we don't know any better. Mature trust, the kind of trust I believe God really wants us to have in Him, is not based on ignorance but 
based on knowledge and fact. We cannot trust or truly trust someone about whom we know little or nothing. Trust always rests on the foundation of factual information and experience. How well do you know God? If there's the basis, factual experience, then it means that before you can trust somebody deeper and deeper, you must know them well and well. So assess your knowledge and experience with God today. Make an assessment. Pick a pen and paper. You know, this song will be saying that count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings and see what the Lord has done. Count your blessings. And then you can now appreciate if you can proceed in trusting God much more better or you can retrogress. The choice now is yours at this moment. To make a flashback, think about what God has done for you for like a past decade, for a decade, the past decade, and begin to see if there's a need for you to appreciate God for who He is or not. Maybe these past experiences and facts that you are going to uh, reminisce at this moment would be a ground for you to now say that I trust God or I do not trust God. And I believe that your answer will be the affirmative one. You will trust God. I have done my assessment. I have done my flashbacks and I've realized that there's no better person to trust in than, than God. He keeps all your secrets. He's, so, he's highly confidential and very loyal. And he assures that he will grant you that's a success you want. But for man, I think less. So today I want to recommend you, or I want to recommend to you, that if you have any trust in you, trust in God. And he will establish you. Just let me end with this fair words that, you can wonder about, or we can wonder about, leaning on our own limited understanding, right? And trying to find our own way. Or we can acknowledge God and trust Him to lead us in straight path. God does not ask us to trust blindly. But He does ask us to trust with grounds and premise. He knows that we cannot rely ultimately upon ourselves or others. He is the only sure refuge. Let me just pray with you, okay, on how to just give you trust in Him. Let's pray. Mighty Father, we thank you so much this day for a wonderful message that you've given to your children on knowing whom to trust. Sometimes we are confused to whom to trust. It's our friends, family, our wife, or anybody else that we think we've been with for a very long time. But sometimes we get broken because... Yeah, just as like us, we talk to people and we don't even keep our promises. That is how corrupt we are to the core. And you know us who we are since the day we were born and so you understand us. But Father, today you want to redirect our attention and our strength. That if we have any sort of trust, we should trust in you. Because only you have the room to store our words, our secrets, our forecast, all that we need to do. Is well safe in you, and you have the power to even straighten and add value to these thoughts or secrets that we so bear in us. I ask this evening that you touch the heart of everyone who listens to me today and give them this new room to rededicate their trust unto you 
and not in man. If they are thinking differently, Father, convince them with what you've done for them. Let them count their blessings and name them one by one. And now see the need to trust in you so they can have their lives established and straightened. Thank you very much for the answered prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hello there, and I believe that you are inspired and you really enjoy today's episode of Life and Living It with Ajiman Otridako. And you know, do want to let someone else hear it by sharing and also hitting the subscribe button so you can be the first to hear the episode when it's done. Um, I also want to let you know that this episode was brought to you by Suitman GH. Suitman GH, just trust a Suitman. You can find Suitman GH on Facebook, um, Suitman GH, and on Instagram, Suitman GH. And also, if you want to hear an order, uh, get the right specs of your suits, authentic, quality, affordable. Just, just contact them on the number 054-313-5568. So it's 54 313 six eight four your suits that can be delivered to you anywhere in ghana anywhere in ghana so just hit us up and then let us know what your order is and we'll get it to you wherever you are suit man gh just trust the suit man and i believe that i'll come your way next time with another insightful enlightening educating and anything positive you know it's all about life and living it and we're here i'm here to get you all the content all the episodes all the words that you need to know to build your inner self to live life to the fullest you know i appreciate you listening to me and you sharing and you subscribing have a nice day be safe and take care catch you next time bye